0: Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm CEO of Compass Group International, and welcome to another episode of Expat Thailand. Uh, today, I have a very specific episode for millionaires out there. Thus, the title Why Millionaires Should Be Moving to Thailand, Why Millionaires Should Live in Thailand. So, I'm gonna talk about why you, as a millionaire, should live in Thailand. And also specifically where in Thailand and also why so many other millionaires like yourself that are from Western countries like the United States, like Canada, UK and Australia choose to live here. So the first thing is, is let's look at the typical demographics of a millionaire. A lot of people have the misconception of what is true wealth. What is the true definition of rich? I have met people that will say on paper that they have made, let's say, $100 million for the year. $100 million in revenue. But when you take a deep dive into their balance sheet, you will see that $99 million of it was spent on advertising operations and other things. That they really themselves only made about a million bucks. A lot of millionaires that I have met also are very, very fully leveraged. They may say, they may claim they have a net worth of $10 million, but they have $15 million in debt or $20 million in debt. A true millionaire to me is someone that has a lot of liquidity. What I mean by that is, real estate that can be sold within weeks or within 30 days. Liquidity is, what's in your checking account? Your savings account? And what are other investment tools that you may have that can be liquidated immediately or within weeks? That's liquidity. But so many people claim to be millionaires aren't like that. And you see a lot of that in places like California, in New York, uh, in Florida. The problem is, is that people leverage themselves. And, and during the heydays of real estate, I really saw that firsthand. Even during the dot-com boom, I saw that. And I'm also still seeing that now. You know, obviously over the last few years of 0% interest rates, people can take more risks when it comes down to investments. Loans were easy again. People were fully leveraging themselves. I mean, take for an example of a typical Airbnb superhost. Well, many of these superhosts got crushed, absolutely crushed during the pandemic, and many of them are no longer in business because, yes, they were making a lot of revenue per month, maybe it can be anywhere from 50000 100000 300000 a month, or even a million dollars a month with anywhere from 10, 20, 100 to hundreds of properties that they are fully leveraged on. So during the pandemic, when nobody was traveling, who's going to pay these mortgages? Nobody, because nobody's renting their homes or apartments or condos. So liquidity is very, very important. So for those of you that are listening to this, that are millionaires, that are liquid, I want to tell you that if you think your life is great where you're at, or maybe you think your life is okay, it can be amazing here in Thailand. Thailand is the one country and the one biggest mistakes that multimillionaires skip over. Because unfortunately, when people get rich, they move to other rich areas. For example, someone that's rich in the Midwest and make a shitload of money, all of a sudden they want to move to New York or to Florida or to California, where other rich people live. And unfortunately, when you move to these areas, you'll soon find out that there are people, your neighbors, that are a hell of a lot richer and have a hell of a lot more stuff than you. I knew that firsthand. I was pretty much kind of the, the poorest kid and the youngest guy in my block when I lived in Newport Beach. Everybody else made a hell of a lot more money. I mean, ridiculous amount of more money than I did. So you're constantly keeping up with the Joneses. But the biggest, also another big mistake that a lot of millionaires, especially crypto millionaires, make when they're especially moving, when they're considering moving overseas, is moving to places like Bahamas, like the Cayman Islands, or worse yet, to Dubai. You know, I read a, an article, I may mean, have talked about this in a prior episode, uh, briefly. I read an article that the average millionaire or individual, successful individual, of what dollar amount they needed in the United States to feel like they're a millionaire. That average number was about five million. England, about the same. Australia, kind of about the same. In Dubai, that number is 21 million dollars. 21 million. So if you're a crypto millionaire, and you, and you think that, oh, I'm going to Dubai because of no capital gains tax. Well, there are many other countries that had no capital gains tax on crypto like here in Thailand, they're crypto friendly. You move to Dubai, not just the fact that everything is hell freaking expensive, it's just a glorified concrete, um, you know, buildings everywhere, hotter than hell, but you will realize that there are a lot of super wealthy people there. That you may be going there with 5 million, 10 million, even 21 million, you're still not gonna be considered rich. You're like everybody else. So isn't the nice thing about working hard, putting your brain to work, putting in the time, creating the small empire, raking its millions is to be somewhat unique and to have unique services. To have a unique home, unique cars, unique accessories like jewelries, going to restaurants that's unique, that's very exclusive, exclusive clubs, exclusive memberships. That's one of the perks of being rich is exclusivity. But like you, like I, when you're a millionaire, not a deca millionaire or someone not someone who's worth hundreds of, or tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars and you move to a place like California, like Newport Beach, there's no exclusivity. You're like anybody else. Even the non-millionaires can go to the same exact restaurants they can go, get the same exact lousy service that you get anyway, do all the same exact things. Yeah, maybe they live in smaller homes or live inland, like Inland Empire or somewhere else, somewhere else in LA County, but they can all still do the same things that you do. They can still go to those exclusive clubs. They just have to pay off the right people. But there's nothing about being a millionaire in Western countries unless you're super wealthy, that distinguishes you among everyone else. You're just the same, except you just have a little bit more nicer stuff. That's really the only difference. Thailand is different, and I'll get to that in just a second. The other misunderstanding of being wealthy, other than the sheer fact of exclusivity or being exclusive, is, and also having liquidity. So people make the mistake of they're they're paper millionaires, but they have no liquidity. Maybe they have $100 in the bank. But on paper, it says they're worth $10 million. (laughs) But the third thing is, is where you live. And that's, I also believe, is a big, huge misconception. What I mean by that is, The people mistakenly live in the same place where they had made their millions, where they fail to understand that after they made their money, they can go elsewhere to a place like Thailand and have a much richer and more fulfilling life. So why do millionaires flock to Thailand? And you don't hear about this, you don't talk about this, people don't talk about this. Because when, you, when you're watching the YouTube videos about expat life in Thailand, or listening to other podcasts, or, or looking at pictures, you mostly see the average typical Westerner that lives here, which is poor in their country, or middle class in their country, that are worth maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars, definitely under a million dollars, and they come here, and yes, they live like king and queens. But you don't ever hear about the individuals that are worth 5 million, 10 million, 15, 20, 50, hundreds of millions of dollars that also make Thailand their primary residence. It's because when you have that kind of money, you are exclusive here. The sad thing about the Western culture is that the richer you are, the more people despise you. You know why? It's because there are more of you or should I say, there are more them than you. It's a huge disparity. You know, I was just watching this interesting documentary about the Mayan Empire. And the Mayan Empire, uh, which was just, I mean, the cities that they built were amazing. It, it's its just shocking that these cities were built thousands of years ago. And we came and build these same exact things today as far as urban planning. I mean, there's so many lousy cities that have terrible city planners that are just absolute shit. But you look at the Mayan Empire and how they planned these cities were absolutely incredible. But when they talked about what happened, how did it fail? A civilization that, that was around for thousands of years, how did it fail? It failed because at the very end, they became more consumers just like Americans. They stopped producing stuff People forgot how to do things. So you had this big disparity. You have the 1% and you have the 99%. And then it failed. It wasn't because the Mayans were Atlanteans and they went to space. They, went to the, they were taken on a spaceship at Anunnaki and went to some other planet. No, it wasn't that at all. The, the civilization ended is because the economy crashed. It crashed financially. We're seeing the same exact thing unfold in the United States. In other countries similar to the United States. It's a huge disparity. So now, in the United States, in Australia, in Auckland, in European countries, if you are rich, people hate you. They despise you even though they want to be you, but they hate you. So you're not going to get the best service. You're not going to get the best of anything. And the failure is, is that you're you're going to get service, you think you have this exclusive membership, exclusive club an expensive restaurant, but you're not. Deep inside these people hate you. But here in Thailand, it's a different class. It's a different culture. Number one, as I say many times, why the fuck would you want to go to Mexico as a foreigner when they fucking hate you there? They don't want you there. Just like, why the hell would you want to go to Spain when they fucking hate you there? Go to Barcelona. Barcelona's hate foreigners. They've actually petitioned to have less tourism. They hate you. Why are you there? Why do you go to places where people don't want you there? France is another place. I love the country, but people don't want you there. They don't want foreigners there. They look down on you. Here in Thailand, they welcome you with open arms. That's one of the things that makes this country such a wonderful place. The citizens are friendly. The locals are amazing. That's why they call it the land of smiles. If you're a good-hearted person, you're intelligent, which I assume you are, because you made millions. You're not some fucking asshole. You're going to do fine here, and if you respect the culture, your life is going to be even better. But the difference in culture is, is that number one, when you're a foreigner, you come here, instant credibility. Instant credibility. If you're coming from Western countries, you're coming from richer Asian countries. You're coming from uh, European countries. We don't have a lot of Latins here or Africans here. But you come from even Nordic countries. Instant credibility. They automatically think that you're educated and you're rich and they're going to give you respect. How's that? Isn't that great? Don't you want to feel like I walk into a country and automatically gain respect? I don't have to earn it? Which you should. But I feel it's good because half the work is done. When you go to a place like France, you gotta earn respect. And if you can be there for decades, you're still not gonna get any respect out of them. And it's the same exact thing in places like Mexico. You're not gonna you get respect, they just see you as a dollar sign. If anything, they wanna kidnap you and freaking hold you for hostage and get money from your, from your family. But here in Thailand, you have automatic respect as a foreigner. And then the next thing is, when you come here, rich people, it's very distinctive. You can see the Thai people, the people that live here, know when you're rich. And they're just gonna give you good service, better service. They're gonna give you the respect. They're not gonna spit on you, they're not gonna envy you, like they do in the States. So the service level is always going to be better. And especially when you're living in exclusive neighborhoods, exclusive buildings, in really nice hotels, or dining in posh restaurants. The service level, if you think you have good service in your country, wait till you come here. Because you'll be experiencing a service level in a whole nother dimension. You'll be blown away. Absolutely blown away. And you'll be able to do these cool things at a fraction of the price. I remember <clears throat> one of my best friends, it was, a, it was a huge celebration. They live in Miami. And I remember uh, one night, he blew $30,000 at Live, taking, all, taking all, all his friends out. And I was one of his friends. Very, very thankful for that night. Great experience. Amazing night. that same exact night here in Bangkok or any major city in Thailand at a hot nightclub, similar to like a live in Miami would probably be like 2,000. That's still a lot of money. I remember when I first came to Thailand with some friends, We went to kind of like a, it's kind of like an indoor-outdoor bar that has some live music and stuff. And the bottle service was a bottle of Jack Daniels Black. And we had food, we ate all night, and there was four of us. It was me, uh, this one other local Thai, my friend, and his girlfriend. And then we had our own waitresses, that's sat right there and refilled our drinks, got our food, whatever. That whole night was like a hundred bucks and he couldn't believe it because he picked up the tab. He's like, are you kidding me? This was only a hundred dollars. Are you shitting me? In Miami, this would be like thousands of dollars with no food. I said, yeah, I know. But that's what I'm trying to say. There are multi deca millionaires that live here in Thailand, especially in Bangkok. And they live here for a reason. Because if you want, if you love to get your ass kissed, if you love people to wait on you hand on feet, hand on foot, you come here and you experience that in a whole another dimension, a whole nother level. You'll never experience anything like that in Western countries or anywhere else. So now, as a millionaire, where do you want to live? Where's the best place to live? Well, let's talk about where you don't want to live. The problem with researching Thailand, and you have shitty articles written from major magazines that always put these cities in the top of the list when it comes to travel in Thailand, which is Pattaya and Phuket. Let me tell you. Those are two great cities to visit and have fun. You do not want to buy properties there. You do not want to live there. It's like living in fucking Mexico. I mean, it's a step above Mexico because you know people are gonna kidnap you or kill you, but you just have a bunch of locals that have changed because of rude tourists. So they have in turn become more rude and, be, and they're scammy. You know, so you use a dollar sign like some of these Latin countries do. Instead, I'm going to recommend other places that people don't talk about. And people don't talk about this because they don't know. You only know about that if you're rich and live in Thailand and you're a high Thai. The number one and only beach city that I would live in, that we do live in actually, that I recommend for millionaires is Hua Hin Cha you're probably like, what the fuck? What a what? a what? what? I've never heard of that place. Of course you never heard of that place because it never talked about. And when it is talked about, all you hear is about golf. So Hua Hin is roughly about two and a half hours from Bangkok and that's on the other side of the Gulf of Thailand. So just across the bay from us would be Pattaya and Jum But if you're rich, this is where you wanna live. Number one, it's the golf capital of Thailand. We have the number one uh, golf course in Asia called the Black Mountain uh, Golf Course. It's beautiful ocean and beautiful mountains. You have your pick. You can live up in the mountains, you live right by the water in all the fraction of the price. So to me, as I say many times, Hua Hin is very similar to Newport Beach for me. It's a, what's called a Haiso community. A lot of rich Thais live there. Clean beaches, crime-free. People, some of the nicest people in Thailand are living in Hua Inchong. And, and I think the reason behind that is is because of, the, of one of the largest palaces by the royal family is also there in Hua Hin. People are super freaking friendly. And they know you by name. I mean, my wife and I go to a restaurant, we've been there once, we come back, they remember us. Oh my God, we haven't seen you in a while. It's, it's just such a lovely place, and that's why, we, that's why also my parents lived there. So in Hua Hien Cha Am, you have your pick. If you're a golfer, you can have a beautiful estate on a golf course that would normally cost about $5 million that would cost you a million dollars or less. Or you can be in a in a gated golf course community, if you want a home that's like 10,000, 15, even 20,000 square feet, those homes are about $2 million. The same equivalent, not even in California, in Las Vegas, would be about five to seven to $10 million. But if you want just you know you love the beach, but you'd rather have a nice breezes of or should I say, you know be by the mountain, be a little bit more remote, you have a lot of choices on big, huge estates. I mean some big compounds where you know for two and a half million dollars, the main house it sits on a big lot, so like a couple acres or an acre. The main house would be maybe like eight thousand square feet like four bedrooms, uh, and includes a separate gym, and separate office, huge pool, and then maybe have two or three guest homes on it, or at least one guest house on it. I've seen, uh, and this this sold very fast, two and a half million dollars. Uh, main home was about, I think, six or 7,000 square feet. Uh, pools in front, two guest house. Each guest home was about six, 700 square feet. Uh, each were one bedrooms. Uh, Sitting on an acre, that was two and a half million dollars. That same exact property, not in California, but in Vegas, easily be about six or seven million dollars. This is a gated golf course community. In California, double that. Shit, if you're in Newport Coast, triple that maybe. Then, if you want to be by the beach, you have a couple of choices. Cha'am is the smaller city. You arrive at Cha'am before you get to Hua Hin. So Cha'am and Hua Hin is only like 10, 15 minutes from each other. It just borders each other. But if you don't quite have the budget, let's say that you've always wanted to have a house on the beach, but it's just too expensive. It's 10, 15, 20, $30 million, depending on where you live. But here in Cha'am, you can get a home on the water, for like a million bucks. I've seen it as low as a million bucks. But in Hua Hin, which is a little bit more upscale, the same exact house, it's gonna be closer to two and a half to $3 million. But, and again, you're only about 15 10, 15, maybe even 20 minutes from the center of Hua Hin. It's very, very close. And Chao is still a pretty good sized city. So when it comes to beach, those are the only two places I recommend, Cha'm Hua Hin, for a millionaire. Now, if you're the person that says, I wanna be in the city, have a beach, we have a beach home here already, I've always wanted to live smack in the middle of the city, like in Beverly Hills, somewhere in West LA, or maybe somewhere in upper Manhattan, maybe you know, right across the street from Central Park, but it's always too unaffordable, here, there are many choices if you're a millionaire. I will go into detail on other podcasts by talking more specifically about these areas. But our Beverly Hills is an area called Tonglor. T-H-O-N-G space L-O-R, Tonglor. And sometimes you'll hear people just say Tonglor. Lo Tung is considered... The Beverly Hills of Thailand, the Beverly Hills of Bangkok. If you talk to any high soul Thai, if you ask them, if you can live in one place in Bangkok, where would you live? They'll say Tunglo. That's where celebrities live, uh, that's where um, CEOs live. Uh, it's a huge Japanese uh, demographics too, but it's a very, very high soul upscale area. So that is one place, but the only problem is, in Tang Lo, is that most of the homes and condos are tucked back from the BTS, so you have to have a car, or it's a long walk to the BTS. I'll talk more about, that here, about these different areas, like I said, in more detail later. But I would recommend these two places. So actually, before I get to these, these other two places, uh, one other place is uh, Saton Silom. That is our Wall Street financial district. It's also home to, uh, used to be one of the Mahanakong building, which is the, uh, which once was the tallest building in Asia. Also, the Ritz-Carlton residences are in there. But I don't recommend that place. There are two other places that I recommend. First place, if you're a millionaire, is an area called Pomprong. Pom Prong is great. It is fun and it is expanding. So, these are BTS stations I'm talking about. So, Tung Lo is a BTS station. Pom Prong is another BTS station. It's right in central Bangkok. What's great about Pom Prong is you're right in the heart of one of our central shopping districts. And one of the anchors to that area is the mega mall called the M Quartier. My wife and I love to go to M Quartier and dine there. One of our favorite restaurants called Audrey's is there. Our favorite dessert place, Peng Chan or Peng Cha. Peng Cha, which is Thai uh, Bing Su shaved ice dessert. is also located there, that great movie theater. It's just everything is there in that mall. But in that whole area is just beaming, just bursting the scenes with new shit. Across the street uh is the uh is what the central embassy mall. And then now M Court here is creating it's already like halfway completed called the M Sphere. So the M Sphere is going to be another shopping district and I think also uh auditorium, like a uh convention center. I'm not sure yet, I need to read more up on it but that whole area is just exploding. It's also, anywhere where Japanese are, it's considered high so high-class, inexpensive. expensive. Pong is also home to many Japanese citizens, and that's also a very, very expensive place to live. Uh, one of my, well, my wife's, one of her clients is the number one luxury real estate developer here in Thailand, is developing a new project there really aimed towards the Japanese theme, the Japanese clientele. Amazing, amazing. I mean, these condos, uh, the amenities are gonna have not just your typical gyms and steam sauna, beautiful pool, but also Japanese Japanese onsen, uh, but it has a nice Japanese theme to it, and it's located like smack in the middle of everything. Another project uh, which was sold out in like 30 to 60 days, one of the most expensive projects in Thailand created by AP Thai, it was called the Victorio. My wife also uh, was not in, uh, in charge for training the on-site sales staff. That project started, jeez, I, I think they were, I think the starting price was like upper 500, 600,000 and to the millions upon millions. And that sold out. That is right across the street in the back of M here. So that place is just bursting the seams with Fun stuff to do and just bursting with money. It's a lot of, a lot of affluence there. Then another place, which is a very traditional, high so and rich area, is our original central shopping district, which is called Chitlom. Chitlom is home to Central World, to the Siam Paragon, and that area is also bursting in the scenes with new stuff. Uh, one of my favorite developers is uh, has also completed the building there. And uh, there, this building, one bedrooms, starting at a million dollars. And they're almost sold out, folks. There is a lot of money coming here. And there is also a lot of money here in Thailand. Thais are rich, folks. When I'm talking about these projects, half a million dollars for one bedroom, or even $7 million for a a three-story home by six cents in Bangkok, Thais are buying those. Yes, Thais are buying $7 million homes because there's a lot of money here in Asia and this part of the world. So those are the two places that I would recommend if you're a multimillionaire to live. So Palm Prong and Xitlong, Uh Two very, very distinct distinctively different. Pong Pong is more compact with just stuff everywhere within footsteps. But more compact. Where Chitlom is just vast with shopping, dining, everything, everywhere. It's just huge, huge. It's a big scene. And then the beach, we have Hua Hin Chaom is the best place, best bang for the buck. But if you have got some money, especially if you want a beachfront home right in the right, you know, kind of the best location in the city, which is close to either Blueport or close to uh, Market Village Mall, you're looking at starting at three to three million dollars and up for a beachfront home. At least that, but still a bargain, still a fraction of what the costs are in the states or elsewhere. So, and again, I just got circus surface. I'll talk more about being rich here in Thailand. I mean, true, true rich, not coming here with half a million dollars and living life like a king. I'm talking about coming here with $15 million or $50 million. This place is built for you. Yes, people that don't have a lot of money can have a great time here, but people already do have a lot of money your life here is just going to be exponentially better than wherever you're at now. However popular you think you are, however great you think your life is, come here, you will have more friends, better friends, more cool shit to do. You can have more stuff because everything is a fraction of the price. And you will be treated with royalty. Not treated like shit because people despise you for your hard work. So I hope that makes sense, and I hope it sheds some light for some of you out there. So remember, don't pass up Thailand. This is a playground for multimillionaires. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope to see you in Thailand. <music>